Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig at mas inspiring. Hi everyone, this is Bianca Gonzalez. Hi everyone, I'm Joel. Hello, I'm Francisca Batuando. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. Five minutes long, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan kaman puma podcast. The assurance that I can give you is that our internal teams are working very hard to make sure that the platform is swept. Of this type of content, but I will be the first to admit that it's not a perfect system, right? That is why we also need your help, and that is why there is a reporting system in place because we are cognizant of the fact that given the amount of videos that come in every day, hindi namin nasusuplat yan. That's Christopher Rada, head of public policy at TikTok Philippines, speaking at an online forum hosted by the social media platform earlier this month. Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast. 2022 is the year TikTok proved itself a new powerful platform for Philippine politics and for information in general. In this episode, we look at what the Chinese platform says it's doing to combat misinformation. We also ask, is it enough? We have a dedicated trust and safety team that sweeps the platform of this harmful content. As a matter of fact, our latest transparency report that we publish every quarter, it reveals that more than 95% of this type of harmful misinformation is actually taken off the platform before anyone even sees it. Right? And the remainder of that is the one that gets reported. You know, I'd like to stress that again. All TikTok users do have that option if they do find A harmful information or disinformation on the platform, you do have that option to report it on platform in our moderation team. Christopher says TikTok has partnered with fact checkers and media organizations such as Agence France Press and Internews, who advise their content moderation team during the elections. But while those figures shared by Rada should be reassuring. In the lead up to the elections, professional news outlets, journalists, researchers, and clean election advocates were sounding the alarm over influencers and armies of trolls working double time to spread disinformation and revise history. The denial of the Marcos dictatorship's legacy of corruption and human rights was a particular area of concern. Here's Attorney Tony Lavinia, convener of Movement Against Disinformation. Well, Facebook was still the most powerful because of its reach. But a lot of TikTok as well as YouTube videos were distributed through Facebook, right? And Facebook would even disclaim that they are not responsible for that. So in that sense, one might argue that TikTok and YouTube, in terms of Marcos' information, were the most effective. Why are they effective? Very simple. They're good visuals. Good conceptualization, well distributed, subtly distributed, and there was no counter narrative. Very little counter narrative. TikTok Philippines rejects criticism that the platform was a primary driver of election disinformation. Here's Christopher Rada speaking on One Uses the Chiefs in May. 
i-stress namin na yung problema ng fake news, lahat ng platforms, problema talaga yes, namin yan. No? Yes, sir. So talagang lahat kami gumagawa ng aksyon para tanggalin. TikTok points out that it also launched a portal intended to foster safer experiences online. The new digital literacy hub that was initially launched in February of this year across Southeast Asia to better equip TikTok users with the tools and knowledge to protect themselves and others online, be it from the aspect of mental well-being, cyber wellness, minor safety, potentially dangerous online challenges, and other digital literacy issues. To further strengthen TikTok's commitment to user safety and digital literacy, we have already launched in markets such as Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. There, we drove open and healthy conversations around digital literacy and wellness through TikTok Live. And today, we are happy to initiate and drive these same discussions here in the Philippines. But Lavinia says that while initiatives like the Digital Literacy Hub are good, they ultimately fail to incentivize users to be more responsible on the platform. It's only the first step, but it's not enough. And there are tools that you can use for well-meaning people, but people who post this information are not well-meaning people. What they have are community policies that are fairly good, but expect that to be self-implemented by the user. That doesn't work in today's world. The punishment is suspension. Maybe expulsion from that platform, but you can just create another account, right? So the real punishment for fake news and hateful posts, you know, that really that can kill people, the real solution there is pulling it down immediately. So walang satisfaction, no gratification in putting posts, especially posts that are professionally designed, right? Like the Marcos videos. There's another thing TikTok is asking users to do to fight disinformation on its platform. The step is so critical that according to Christopher, it's the other half of the social media giant's approach to addressing the issue. Creators and news partners will be of great value by establishing themselves as trusted sources in the various platforms where they post content. In the past year, we've seen examples of successful collaborations on TikTok through hashtag campaigns such as hashtag eduwow and now hashtag think before you do, which on their own have already generated billions of views. These online initiatives must also be complemented by real-world actions. And this is where we see the institutions of learning, education, and civil society groups playing a crucial role. But Lavinia says most of the responsibility should always fall on the platform hosting the harmful content. This is an all-of-country, all-of-world problem, right? And so everyone, all hands on deck, that's correct, right? And for us, on our side, we need to use those platforms, learn to use them professionally. That I agree. But we're not making money out of these platforms. The people that have deep pockets, because they're earning money from the platforms, are the ones that are primarily accountable. Secondary accountable lang, those of us are tertiary accountable lang. But the ones primarily accountable are the platforms and the companies behind them. The movement against disinformation is now incorporated with Lavinia's founding president. He says they now have 50 top lawyers and more than 20 media, human rights, and academic groups as members. The fight for the truth, in Tony's words, 
is going to be long and difficult. The two main goals is to get the platforms accept and acknowledge their quasi-publishers, not similar to newspaper or news sites, but akin to, right, with accountabilities related to it. And number two, these platforms change their algorithm uh, because their algorithm, well-studied and it's very well-studied, their algorithms promote disinformation. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Bella Perez Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. If you like this episode and want to learn more about disinformation, check out our new show called Catch Me If You Can with Jonathan Ong, a disinformation researcher at Harvard University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst. And follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're excited to build our community with you. And it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening. Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig at mas inspiring. Hi everyone, this is Bianca Gonzalez. Hi everyone, I'm Joelle. Hello, I'm Frances Cabatuando. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. Five minutes long, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan ka man pumapodcast.